Welcome to the third volume of The Magical Monarch of Mo. The seventh surprise. Tim Tom and the Princess Patty Cake. Now of all the monarch's daughters, the most beautiful by far was the Princess Patty Cake. The deep blue of her eyes made even the sky envious, and the moss roses blushed when they saw the delicate bloom on her cheek. The long strands of her silken hair were brighter than sunbeams, while her ears were like two pink tiny shells from the seashore. Indeed, there was nothing in all the valley so dainty and pretty as the Princess Patty Cake, and many young men would have loved her had they dared. But alas, the princess had a terrible temper, and never was pleased with anything, so the young men and even the old ones, were afraid to come near her. She scolded from morning till night. She stamped her pretty foot with rage when anyone spoke to her, and if ever her brothers tried to reason with her, she boxed their ears so soundly that they were glad to let her alone. Even the good queen could not love Patty Cake as she did her other children and the king often sighed when he thought of the ugly disposition of his beautiful daughter. Of course, no one cared very much for her society, and she sat in her room all day long, refusing to join the others in their sports and games, and becoming quite moody and more bad-tempered the older she grew. One day, a young man came to the court to bring pickled peaches to his majesty the king, the youth's name was Tim Tom, and he lived so far away and came so seldom to court that never before had he seen the Princess Patty Cake. When he looked into her sweet blue eyes, he loved her at once for her beauty, and being both brave and bold, he went directly to the king and asked for Patty Cake's hand in marriage. His Majesty was naturally surprised at so strange a request, so he said to the young man, what does the princess say? Does she love you? I don't know, replied Tim Tom, for I have never spoken with her. Well, said the king, much amazed at the ignorance and temerity of the youth, go and speak to my daughter about the matter, and then come and tell me what she replies. Tim Tom went at once to the room where the princess Patty Cake was moodily sitting, and said boldly, I should like to marry you. What? screamed the princess in a great rage. Marry me! Go away this instant, you impotent boy, or I shall throw my shoe at your head! Tim Tom was both surprised and shocked at this outburst, but he realized that the princess had a remarkably bad temper. Still, he was not moved from his purpose, for she was so pretty, he decided not to abandon the attempt to win her. Do not be angry, for I love you, he pleaded, looking bravely into Patty Cake's blue eyes. Love me? echoed the surprised princess. That is not possible. Everyone hates me. They do not hate you, ventured Tim Tom. It is your temper that they hate. But my temper and I are one, answered the princess harshly as she stamped her foot. Surely that is not so, returned the young man, for certainly I love you, while your temper I do not like a bit. Don't you think you could love me? Perhaps I might, if you could cure my bad temper. But my temper will not allow me to love anyone. In fact, I believe that unless you go away at once, I shall be obliged to box your ears. 
There seemed to be no help for her, so Tim Tom left the room sadly, and going to the king told him what she had said. Then that is the end of the matter, declared the king, for no one can cure Patty Cake of her bad temper. I am resolved to try nonetheless, replied Tim Tom, and if I succeed, you must give me the princess in marriage. I will, and my blessing into the bargain, answered the king heartily. Then Tim Tom left the court and went back to his father's house, where he thought on the problem for a week and a day. At the end of that time he was no nearer to solving it than he was before. But his mother, who had noticed that her boy was in trouble, now came to him to ask the cause of his sad looks. Tim Tom told her all about Princess Pattycake and of his love for her and the evil temper that would not be cured. His mother gave him her sympathy. And after some thought, she said to him, You must go to the Princess Meta and ask her assistance. She's a good lady and a friend to all the king's family. I'm quite sure she'll aid you, if only you could find your way to the castle in which she lives. Where is this castle? asked Tim Tom, brightening up. Away to the south, in the midst of a thick wood, answered his mother. Then, he said sturdily, if this castle exists, I will surely find it, for to win Princess Pattycake is my only hope of happiness. The next day he set out on his journey, filled with the hope of finding Maeta's castle and securing her assistance. Before he had gone very far, a snowstorm began to rage. Now the snowstorms in Mo are very different from ours, for the snow is popcorn, and on this day it fell so thick and fast that poor Tim Tom had much difficulty in wading through it. He was obliged to stop frequently to rest, and ate a great deal of the popcorn that encumbered his path, for it was nicely buttered and salted. Finally, to his joy, it stopped snowing, and then he was able to walk along easily until he came to the River of Needles. When he looked on this river, he was nearly discouraged, and could not think of a way to get across, for instead of water, the river flowed a perfect stream of sharp, glittering needles. Sitting down on the bank, he was wondering what he should do, when to his astonishment, a small but sharp, disagreeable voice said to him, Where are you going, stranger? Tim Tom looked between his feet and saw a black spider, which sat on a blade of grass and watched him curiously. I'm on my way to visit the sorceress Maeta, replied Tim Tom, but I cannot get across the river of needles. They are very sharp and would make a thousand holes through you in an instant, remarked the spider thoughtfully. But perhaps I can help you. If you're willing to grant me a favor in return, I will gladly build a bridge so you may cross the river in safety. What is the favor? he asked. I have lost an eye, and you must ask the sorceress to give me a new one, for I can see but half as well as I could before. I will gladly do this for you, said Tim Tom. Very well then, I'll build you a bridge, promised the spider. But if you have not the eye with you when you return, I shall destroy the bridge, and you will never be able to get home again. The young man agreed to this, for he was anxious to proceed. So the spider threw a web across the river, and then another, and another, until it had made a bridge of spider web strong enough for Tim Tom to cross over. It bent and swayed when his weight was on the slender bridge, but it did not break, and after he was safe across, he thanked the spider and renewed his promise to bring back the eye. Then he hurried away on his journey, for he had lost much time at the river. 
But to his dismay, the young man shortly came to a deep gulf that barred his way as completely as had the River of Needles. He peered down into it and saw it had no bottom, but opened away off at the other side of the world. Here was an obstacle which might well dishearten the bravest and boldest of travellers. And Tim Tom was so grieved that he sat down on the brink and wept tears of disappointment. Hello, what is troubling you? asked a soft voice in his ear. Turning his head, the youth saw a beautiful white bird sitting beside him. I wish to visit the castle of the sorceress Maeta on very important business, but I cannot get across the gulf, he replied. I could carry you over with ease, replied the bird, and shall gladly do so if in return you promise to grant me one favor. What is the favor? inquired Tim Tom. I have forgotten my song through having a sore throat for so long, replied the bird. So try as I may, I cannot sing a single note. If you will agree to bring me a new song from the sorceress, I will take you over the gulf and bring you back when you return. But unless you bring the song, I shall not carry you over again. Tim Tom joyfully agreed to this bargain, and then, sitting on the bird's neck, he was borne safely across the deep gulf. After continuing his journey for an hour without further interruption, he saw before him the edge of a great wood, and knew that in the midst of this forest of trees was the castle of Maeta. He thought then that his difficulties were all over, and tramped bravely on until he reached the wood, when to the youth's horror he discovered on one side of his path a great lion, crouched ready to spring on any one who ventured to enter the wood, while on the other side was a monstrous tiger, likewise prepared to attack any intruder. The fierce beasts were growling terribly, and their eyes glowed like bowls of fire. Tim Tom would have gladly turned back had such a thing been possible, for his heart was full of fear. But he remembered that without the bird's song and the spider's eye, he could never reach home again. He also thought of the pretty face of Princess Pattycake, and this gave him courage. Resolving to perish if need be, rather than fail in his adventure, the youth stepped boldly forward, and when he approached the snarling guardians of the forest, he gave one bound and dashed into the woods. At the same moment, the lion leapt at him from one side, and the tiger from the other, and no doubt they would have devoured him had not Tim Tom's foot slipped just then and thrown him flat to the ground. The lion and tiger therefore met in mid-air, and each one thinking it had hold of Tim Tom tried to tear him to pieces, with the result that in a few moments they had devoured each other instead of him. The youth now strode rapidly through the wood, and was getting along famously when he came to a high wall of jasper that completely blocked his way. It was as smooth as glass, and Tim Tom saw no way of climbing over it. While he stood wondering how he might overcome this new obstacle, a grey rabbit hopped out of the bushes and asked, Where do you wish to go, stranger? To the castle of Sorceress Maeta, answered Tim Tom. Well, perhaps I can assist you. I need a new tail badly, for my old one is merely a stump, and no use at all in fly time. If you would be kind enough to get me a new tail from the Sorceress Maeta, a nice long bushy one, I would dig under the wall and so make a passage for you to get to the other side. I shall be pleased to return the favor by bringing you a tail declared Tim Tom eagerly. Very well, then you shall see how fast I can work. 
replied the rabbit. Immediately it began digging away with its little paws, and in a very short time had made a hole large enough for Tim Tom to crawl under the wall. If you do not bring me my tail, said the rabbit in a warning voice, I shall fill up the hole again so that you shall be unable to get back. Oh, I shall bring the tail, never fear, answered the youth, and hurried away toward the castle of Maeta, which was now visible through the trees. The castle was built of pure white marble, and was very big and beautiful. It stood in a lovely garden filled with blue roses and pink buttercups, where fountains of gold spouted showers of diamonds and rubies and emeralds and amethysts, all of which sparkled in the sun so gorgeously that it made Tim Tom's eyes ache just to look at them. However, he had not come to admire those things, gorgeous and beautiful though they were, but to win the Princess Pattykick. So he walked to the entrance of the castle, and seeing no one about, entered the great doorway and passed through. He found himself in a passageway covered with mother-of-pearl, where many electric lights were hidden in shells of most exquisite tintings. At the other end of the passage was a door studded with costly gems. Tim Tom walked up to this door and knocked on it. Immediately it swung open, and the youth found himself in a chamber entirely covered in diamonds. In the center was a large diamond throne, and on this sat Maeta, clothed in a pure white gown, with a crown of diamonds on her brow, and in her hand a golden scepter tipped with one enormous diamond that glowed like a ball of fire. Above the throne was a diamond-covered chandelier, with hundreds of electric lights, and these made the grand chamber of diamonds glitter so brightly that Tim Tom was nearly blinded, and had to shade his eyes with his hand. After a few moments he grew accustomed to the brightness and advanced to the throne and fell on his knees before the sorceress. He then begged her earnestly to grant him her assistance. Maeta was the most beautiful woman in all the world, but she was likewise gracious and kind. So she smiled sweetly on the youth, bidding him in a voice like a silver bell to arise from his knees and sit before her. Tim Tom obeyed and looked around for a chair, but could see none in the room. The lady made a motion with her scepter, and instantly at his side appeared a splendid diamond chair, in which the young man seated himself, finding it remarkably comfortable. "'Tell me what you desire,' said the sorceress in her sweet voice. "'I love the Princess Pattycake,' replied Tim Tom without hesitation. But she has so evil a disposition that she has refused to marry me unless I am able to cure her of her bad temper, which not only makes her miserable, but ruins the pleasure of everyone about her. So, knowing your power and the kindness of your heart, I have been bold enough to seek your castle that I might crave your assistance, without which I cannot hope to accomplish my purpose. Maeta waved her scepter thrice about her head, and a golden pill dropped at Tim Tom's feet. "'Your request is granted,' she said. "'If you can induce the princess to swallow this pill, her evil temper will disappear, and I know she will love you dearly, for you have cured her. Take great care of it, for if it is lost, I cannot give you another. Do you wish me to grant any other requests before you return to the court?' Then Tim Tom remembered the rabbit, the bird, and the spider, and told Maeta, how he had promised to bring back a gift for each of them. So the kind sorceress gave him a nice bushy tail for the rabbit, 
and a very pretty song for the bird, and a new bright eye for the spider. These Tim Tom put in a little red box, and placed the box carefully in his pocket. But the gold pill he tied into the corner of his handkerchief, for that was more precious than the rest. Having thanked the generous lady for her kindness, and respectfully kissed the white hand she held out to him, Tim Tom left the chamber of diamonds, and was soon proceeding joyfully on his way homeward. In a short time he reached the wall of Jasper, but the rabbit was not to be seen. So while he awaited its coming, he lay down to rest, and being tired by the long journey, was soon fast asleep. And while he slept, a sly fox stole out from the wood and discovered Tim Tom lying on the ground. Ha ha! said the sly fox to himself. This young man has been to visit the sorceress. I'll warrant he has some fine gift from her in his little wooden box I see sticking out from his pocket. I must try to steal that box and see what's in it. Then, while the youth slumbered, unconscious of the danger, the sly fox carefully drew the little red box from his pocket, and taking it in his mouth, ran off into the woods with it. Soon after this, the rabbit came back, and when it saw Tim Tom lying asleep, it awakened him and asked, Where's my new tail? Oh, I've brought you a fine one, replied Tim Tom with a smile. It's in this little red box. But when he searched for this box, he discovered that it had been stolen. So great was his distress at the loss that the grey rabbit was sorry for him. I shall never be able to get home again, he moaned, weeping tears of despair. For all the gifts Mayetta gave me are now lost forever. Never mind, said the rabbit. I shall allow you to go under the wall without giving me the tail, for I know you try to keep up your promise. I suppose I can make do with this stubby tail a while longer, since it's the only one I've ever had. But beware when you come to the bird and the spider. They won't be so kind to you as I am. The bird has no heart at all, and the spider's heart is hard as stone. I advise you to keep up your courage. For if you're brave and fearless, you may succeed in getting home after all. If you cannot cross the gulf and the river of needles, you're welcome to come back and live with me. Hearing this, Tim Tom dried his eyes and thanked the kind rabbit, after which he crawled under the wall and resumed his journey. He became more cheerful as he trudged along, for the golden pill was still safe in the corner of his handkerchief. When he came to the white bird and began to explain how it was that he had lost the song and could not keep up his bargain, the bird became very angry and refused to listen to his excuses, nor could he induce it to carry him again across the gulf. I shall keep my word, declared the bird stiffly, for I warned you that if you returned without this song, I should refuse to assist you further. Poor Tim Tom was at his wit's end to know what to do, so he sat down near the brink of the gulf and twirled his thumbs and tried to keep up his courage and think of some other plan, while the white bird strutted around in a cold and stately manner. Now it seems that just about this time the sly fox reached his den and opened the little red box to see what was in it. The spider's eye, being small, rolled out onto the moss and was lost. The fox thought he would put the bushy tail on himself and see if it would not add to his beauty, and while he did this, the song escaped from the box and was blown by the wind directly to the spot where Tim Tom was sitting beside the gulf. He happened to hear the song coming, so he took off his hat and caught it, after which he called to the bird that he had found the song again. Well then, I shall keep my promise, said the bird. 
First, however, let me try this song and see if it is suited to my voice. So he tried the song and liked it fairly well. It sounds something like a cumbric opera, said the bird. But after all, it will serve my purpose very nicely. A minute later, Tim Tom rejoiced to find himself on the other side of the gulf, and so much nearer to home. But when he came to the River of Needles, there was more trouble in store for him, for the spider became so angry at the loss of its eye that it tore down the spiderweb bridge and refused to build another. This was indeed discouraging to the traveller, and he sat down beside the river and looked longingly at the farther shore. The spider paid no attention to him, but curled up and went to sleep, and the needles looked at him curiously out of their small eyes as they flowed by in an endless stream. After a time, a wren came flying along, and when it noticed the look of despair on Tim Tom's face, the little creature perched on his shoulder and asked, What's the trouble, young man? Tim Tom related his adventures to the sympathetic wren, and when he came to the loss of the spider's eye and the refusal of the spiteful creature to allow him to cross the bridge, the wren exclaimed with every appearance of surprise, A spider's eye, did you say? Why? I believe that's what I have here in my claw. Where? cried Tim Tom eagerly. The wren hopped onto his lap and carefully opening one of its tiny claws disclosed the identical spider's eye which Maeta had given him. But this is wonderful, exclaimed Tim Tom in amazement. Where did you get it? I found it in the woods, hidden in the moss near the den of the sly fox. It was so bright and sparkling I thought I would take it home for my children to play with. But now, as you seem to want it so badly, I shall have much pleasure in restoring it to you. Tim Tom thanked the little wren most gratefully and called to the spider to come and get the eye. When the spider tried the eye and found that it fit perfectly and was even brighter than the old one, it became very polite to the young man and soon built him the bridge again. Having passed over the glittering needles in safety, Tim Tom pushed forward on his way, being urged to haste by the delays he had suffered. When he reached the place where he had encountered the snowstorm, he found the birds had eaten all the popcorn, so he was able to proceed without interruption. At last he reached the monarch of Moe's palace, and demanded an audience with the princess Pattycake. But the young lady, being in an especially bad temper that day, positively refused to see him. Having overcome so many obstacles, Tim Tom did not intend to be thwarted by a sulky girl. So he walked boldly to the room where the princess sat alone, everyone being afraid to go near her. Good day, my dear Pattycake, he said pleasantly. I have come to cure your bad temper. I do not want to be cured, cried the princess angrily. Go away at once, or I shall hurt you. I shall not go away until you are promised to marry me, replied Tim Tom firmly. At this, Patty Cake began to scream with rage, and threw her shoe straight at his head. Tim Tom dodged the shoe and paid no attention to the naughty action, but continued to look at the pretty princess smilingly. Seeing this, Pattycake rushed forward and seized him by his hair and began to pull with all her strength. At the same time, she opened her mouth to scream, and while it was open, Tim Tom threw the golden pill down her throat. Immediately, the princess released his hair and sank at his feet, sobbing and trembling, while she covered her pretty face with her hands to hide her blushes and shame. Tim Tom tenderly patted her bowed head and tried to comfort her, saying, do not weep, sweetheart. 
for the bad temper has left you at last, and now everyone will love you dearly. Can you not forgive me for having been so naughty? asked Pattycake, looking up at him pleadingly with her sweet blue eyes. I have forgiven you already, answered Tim Tom promptly, for it was not you, but the temper that made you so naughty. The Princess Pattycake dried her tears and kissed Tim Tom, promising to marry him, and together they went to seek the King and the Queen. Those good people were greatly delighted at the change in their daughter, and consented at once to the betrothal. A week later, there was a great feast in the Valley of Mo, and much rejoicing among the people, for it was the wedding day of Tim Tom and the Princess Pattycake.